It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. Well, there have been some major changes in our System Reform Division, the home of Quality Rated. Former Deputy Commissioner for System Reform, Kristen Bernhardt, accepted a position with the Ounce of Prevention Fund in Chicago. And while we're all very happy for Kristen, Commissioner, that left you with a big decision. It did. And, of course, we were um, sad to see Kristen leave but wish her well and know we'll still interact since she's still in the early learning field. Uh, but very happy to uh, appoint Dr. Bentley Ponder to that new deputy commissioner role. It's uh, very well-deserving and long-term, long time coming. Um, and with that change were some more changes that I know Bentley will talk about uh, throughout the podcast today. Yeah. Great to have Dr. Ponder with us today. And I think anybody at DECAL knows Bentley Ponder. He's been here for 14 years, and that's probably hard to believe. Uh, Bentley, tell us about your personal journey that uh, brought you to DECAL. Sure, yeah, and it really is kind of hard to believe that I've been here 14 years. Uh, I was working at Georgia State. I was working on my degree and had been a graduate research assistant and uh, worked on a couple of different studies for what was then the Office of School Readiness. And one of those studies uh, was a pre-K study, and that particular year, my boss went on sabbatical, and so I got to be in charge of the study. And I would come and meet with what would be uh, the first commissioner of DECAL, Marsha Moore. And she just remembered me. And when the department was created, she had some funding to bring over her own researcher. And one day I just got a call and asked if I would be interested. Uh, it was it was fascinating. And I'll be honest, my boss at the time said, oh, don't do not do that. You know, you're hurting your career. You need to stay in academia. And I'm like, no, nope, I think this sounds like a pretty good opportunity. And it has been. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me is that I decal was so supportive of me finishing my dissertation that I'm not sure I would have finished if it hadn't been for all the support mm-hmm. I got at decal. So now, now most recently you've served as what's your formal title most recently? Uh, Senior Director of Research and Policy. Okay. Tell us is that unusual for a state agency to have that kind of uh well, I think it's unusual for us to have a research team mm-hmm. like we do. Uh, I know it's unusual when I go to different places across the country and they talk about, you know, what are you, what do you do at DECAL? Or, wow, that would be so neat if we had our own research team. Uh, I do know that I was with someone at the Department of Public Health recently, and they have their own research team that works across the program as well. So I think it's becoming a little bit more common. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it seems to be uh, a pretty much an anomaly. So you've uh, commissioned or led a lot of different research projects in your 14 years um, at either the Office of School Readiness or DECAL, but tell us a little bit about what gave you the best or the most satisfaction or which ones you liked the most or which ones were the most unique, especially to DECAL? Well, that's kind of a hard thing to, <laughs> to, to decide. Uh, I mean, I always have to mention the pre-K studies because that's where I got my feet wet. We're still doing those pre-K studies, and that's a really important one to me. Uh, I would say the stuff with Early Learning Challenge, uh, both in writing the grant for Early Learning Challenge and some of the studies associated with it, The day that we were awarded Early Learning Challenge, which was our second day, I think has been probably one of the happiest days professionally. Uh, You just don't get that many days like that. And that was an incredible uh, journey that we had written twice for that grant. And so to be able to be awarded that, that that was just a great day. 
you're probably going to be surprised to hear me say this, but I've also really enjoyed working on the all staff meetings and doing some of those things. So, you know, I know that maybe not, that doesn't necessarily fall under the research bucket. That's other duties as assigned. It's other duties as assigned, but it's been a lot of fun. And uh, that's just something I really, that's part of the fun of this job is it's not just research. You really get to branch out. And so I would say in my role here, I've been able to increase my facilitation skills, meeting planning skills, and just to bring the whole department together is a lot of fun. And I enjoy working on that. You know, to let the listeners in on the Early Learning Challenge grant, that uh, represents about $51 million uh, to the state of Georgia and helped us launch Quality Rated. But I guess we should really be totally transparent here. And as you alluded, we tried for that grant once before, and it, it didn't work out so well. Yeah, yeah. So the first time that the awards were were uh, made public was 2011, and we had this team, and a lot of those those of us on the team in 2011 were also part of the team in 2013. And I just don't think we had it all together. We we wrote what we thought was a good grant, uh, but two years later when we went to revisit it, we thought, oh, well, we'll just kind of update what we wrote in 2011. We're like, no, we just didn't have that system-level approach that you needed. But what was nice about that is everything that we wrote about in 2011, we got to start implementing and we got to start thinking about and really changing a few things. And so by the time it came around in 2013, we just knocked it out of the park. Mm. What about the economic impact study? That was something unique and unusual, and you were able to kind of uh, quantify uh, the impact of the industry. Yeah, and that's another one we've got to do twice. (laughs) So uh, when I started, Marsha Moore, our first commissioner, she mentioned that she had seen, uh, I think it was another state or maybe a local entity, a local community had done one. And so I remember her coming to my office and showing me that and said, we really should do this here in in Georgia. So we put together a, a team from both UGA and Georgia State, had a success study. Then uh, right after we published, the Great Recession happened. And of course, no one could have foreseen that coming. So, you know, I guess it was about seven or eight years later, many of our advocates came back to us and said, you know, that was really helpful, but we could use some updated numbers. And so we did that again. And then we were able to measure what the impact of the recession was on the short-term economic impact of the industry. So that was great. It's really a useful study, too. I know when I first came to DECAL, that was one of the top things that you were working on. And at that point, I was like, why are we doing an economic (laughs) impact study? But I can't tell you how many times I have personally used that data uh, to support or talk about the child care industry in Georgia. I remember when you came, I think one of the first presentations I did was when I was talking about the economic impact, and it was all about sequels. So we did a whole sequel uh, presentation, and you were probably like, no, (laughs) Why am I looking at at slides with Jaws 2? One one of the things I love about Bentley is he always sort of includes his own personal um, interests and can bring a a lot of kind of social media mentality into it. And I guess maybe you get that from your students at Georgia State and Uh, your background in music and and that sort of thing. That economic impact study, just to remind folks, um, showed us that the child care industry in Georgia – uh, generates 4.7 billion with a B dollars annually and 535.7 million in federal, state and local taxes 
annually. Anything stand out? Uh, you said you remember the numbers well. Any oh, other yeah. Facts? So, I mean, the industry serves 337,000 children a year, which allows over 500,000 parents to go to work and make over $21 billion a year. So I think as we talk about the importance of quality child care, we've also got to talk about the importance that child care has on the adults in the children's lives because it allows them to go to work and have a steady income, hopefully a successful income, and also contribute to the tax base. Mm -hmm. And that study also gave us a lot of numbers on the workforce. Yes, absolutely. Which I know you and I have worked on with that, and that's been a really useful piece Mm -hmm. to have. That study also working with UGA was – they – they worked closely with us on the way that we presented the data and the results. And to me, that's the first time we made just this big push mm-hmm. to look at different materials and really make sure that our message was being delivered in the most concise and effective way. Went around the state, delivered to different audiences from Albany to Athens and everywhere in between. So great study. Okay, I want to go behind the scenes here a little bit with both of you. Uh, with all that great work going on, then we find that there's going to be a change. And Kristen uh, decides she's going to go to an ounce of prevention fund in Chicago. Um, how did you start thinking about a replacement for her? Well, that question's not on our list of questions, True. Reg. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm looking down going. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, so um, just true transparency, I've had a lot of change in my executive cabinet over the last year yeah. and have been very fortunate to be able to um, promote from within, which is what I was hoping to do uh, with system reform. And I started thinking about it. It was actually a pretty, a pretty quick decision. Bentley probably doesn't know because he was kind of waiting and he didn't know he was even in the running. Um, but I thought about, you know, the one person that has that state agency perspective, federal perspective, university perspective, but also it has the perspective of all of our programs at DECAL and has worked with everyone at DECAL and and has been heavily involved in the system reform projects just because of his role in ELC and early Head Start Child Care Partnership and all the many others that I'm sure we'll talk about. And so just with his experience um, and his relationships internally and externally, I knew he would be a perfect fit. Hmm. And uh, Bentley, from your it's side, it's going to be on our list of questions. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I'm really, I'm going, I'm going okay. off the rails. Here. I know, I'm off right. the script. Off script. What, what was your reaction? How did you feel? Uh, humbled, overwhelmed, uh, but immediately excited. Uh, immediately, I started thinking, like, wow, uh, this will be this this will be such a you know. Uh, just a neat next step. And uh, thinking through what else was under system reform, I mean, you know, there's a great team of directors that are there. It's not just quality rated, as the commissioner alluded to. We have our Early Head Start Child Care Partnership. There's also been a lot of work done in 2Gen in the last few years that I'm excited to be a part of. I've worked a little bit in there, but now to be really a part of is going to be great. And then we have all of our new community coordinators. And that's going to be, you know, exciting to see how we use those, how we leverage and align those with the work that's being done in CAPS. I just, it was just uh, excited. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity. And you had had a lot of experience uh, working really across DECAL, but Mm -hmm. especially with system reform. Yeah, yeah. System reform, you know, if I probably had to percentage out my time, uh, some of it was a lot of Kristen, too. You know, Mm -hmm. Kristen like, (laughs) Kristen and I worked well together. So that was, that relationship helped. But because of quality rated and the quality rated validation study, that was a big part of working with system reform. I would also help Kristen each year 
do the annual performance report. So I got to see all the different projects and where we were progressing with that. And then uh, I had worked with her on the grant for 2Gen and the grant for Early Head Start. So I really came in with some big picture knowledge of mm-hmm. those those programs. What are you doing now to kind of get to know the team and acclimate and <laughs> all of that? I'm taking in as much information uh, as I can. Uh, system reform has been a great run division, very organized, very structured. So that just that gives me the opportunity to take a step back, look at all the different programs, see where my lens might be able to add some more support, maybe add some more, you know, just a different perspective to that and, uh, you know, and see where we go next. Um, the the directors and management are just incredible uh, there. And so I've been really excited to have that, to have that team. Great team. Uh, want to mention that Randy Hudgens, who yes, is Randy. part of your research team, began as an intern. We always say that. I know he's sick of hearing us yeah. talking about He may that. be outside and probably <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, know, stop. Cringing, I think cringing. that's a great story to tell. He was an intern and now he is the... Yeah. I tell my students at Georgia State that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and as we go through our intern program, I use a lot of folks because we've hired several right. um, as examples. Shana. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got some terrific people. And Randy is going to be uh, sort of taking that role of director of research. Yes. And you feel good about that? I feel great about that. Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to do an incredible job. He's excited. Uh, and, you know, re- research will now be under system reform, so I still get to work with him and work on those projects. But I'm just excited to see where he's going to take that, and I think he'll take it to the next level. Very good. Um, what else? System reform, known for quality rated, uh, our star rating system for child care programs. Uh, the program that helps support parents and families. Uh, but there are other areas, and you mentioned a few of them, Early Head Start, uh, the um, community partnerships. Mm-hmm. That's something new. Uh, kind of came out of the E3Zs that right. we had. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit, that transition. So one of the projects in Early Learning Challenge were what we call the uh, E3Zs, the Early Education Empowerment Zones. And uh, from that, we learned a lot, and we learned a lot about what it's like to do this work at the community level and what communities need and having support. Uh, and so from that, now we have a community coordinator in each of the six decal regions, and they'll be working to help us meet our 2020 goal for quality rated, working with CAPS and the Family Support Unit on supporting families and communities in those areas, making sure that all the resources are there, and just, I would say, you know, seeing what's needed in those uh, in those communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first things I said, you know, that I wanted to do, and not, don't worry, Commissioner, not tomorrow or, <laughs> April, or April or May, but just go out to some of the communities and ride around and see what their day-to-day uh, operations are, are like and mm-hmm. just get a sense of what it's like in each of those different communities. Well, you know, if folks follow us on social media, they've probably mm-hmm. already seen mm-hmm. our coordinators and they are off and running. Yeah, they're always, always busy, and I also follow them on social media because that's really the best way. Um, but I was happy that we were able to continue our E3Z model and even expand it because those community coordinators are truly needed. We get calls all the time from legislators, our community partners, our local school systems saying, how do we talk about early learning in our community? How do we get folks to the table? Um, and it's really nice to be able to have a specific person that we can just put them immediately in contact with. I know you were proud of the civic dinners that yeah. we've been hosting yeah. in connection with the uh, Deal Center at uh, um, 
Middle Georgia College. Right. So um, at Georgia College and State University. Georgia College. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, the Deal Center for Early Language and Literacy, they're fairly new to the scene, um, a very important center for our state working on professional development uh, for teachers birth to third grade. And so they are hosting these civic dinners all around the state and asking for partnerships. And what better way to do that than to have our community coordinators hosting those? And they've done more than one each, I know, so far. And I think they've been successful. And from what I've heard, they've enjoyed them as well. Yeah. And they're just popping up everywhere. They're reading in classrooms. Mm-hmm. They're at different uh, meetings. And what I love about that is, uh, you know, education, and particularly early childhood education, is really a local issue. And uh, although we're a state agency that licenses and regulates and does all of these programs that we do, it really happens at that local child care program or public school and in the community. So this gives us outreach that we've never really had before in those regions. So I know uh, I'm excited about it. We want to, I guess, give a shout out to Jill O'Meara, who heads up yes. the group. And, she does a great job. Yeah, and works with Laura Wagner right. on that. And uh, and now that research will be in, you know, with, with that, we'll, we'll look at, you know, how can research help support that work right. a little bit more. We already do. We provide a lot of maps and, you know, work with them on data. But I think there'll be some other things we can do. Let me ask you this. How important is, you hear a lot of people talk about research-driven decisions. Mm-hmm. Not Data-driven. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Data-driven. Um, how important is that in state government? Well, I think it's really important, but I think it's also important to know that sometimes research is messy. And I think part of the reason why I've liked doing research at this level is it's real world. And some of my favorite things are where you can see research translate immediately into policy. You've certainly seen that in some of our pre-K studies and findings around dual language learners and creating the rising pre-K summer transition program. Uh, but but it is important. But it's also important to keep, you know, research in context. Mm-hmm. And it's not always going to, you know, it's not always going to give you the ultimate answer. It's not always going to be as definitive as we like, but you need that context as much as you need those uh, definitive answers and data. And when it comes to pre-K, pre-K programs are different. (laughs) Surveys that study them are different. (laughs) So you do have to be careful in comparing apples and oranges. Correct. Correct. Yes, if you're referring to the Tennessee study. I might have been. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Different different program, different study, different context. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bentley, anything top of your mind as you enter into this new role? Any changes uh, that you have in mind? How do you feel overall? No, 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 no changes. Uh, I'm feeling great. Again, it's a wonderful opportunity to take a step back, look at all the different programs, see where I can be the most supportive and what I'm bringing to the uh, to the division. But just keep things running. And the you know, the other thing about system reform is they're fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> they're always doing something something fun. And so to be able to step into that and continue that tradition. Now, um, will you be maintaining the Lido deck? I hear something about the Lido <laughs> deck. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, might have a, it might have a new name along with the system reform division may oh, have a new name. Wow. Yes. Um, and Breaking I know news. that uh, Bentley and his directors and others are working on what would be the most appropriate name. Um, that's not system reform, but includes research and yeah. it's just appropriate for everything that Maybe they do. Maybe sounds so. a little less clinical right, right now. Right, I mean, that was right. created when we had ELC. Sure. ELC's done now. So I think it's, you know, maybe time for a new new name. Right. Yes. And uh, we do need to mention that a couple of other changes that came with your announcement. One was moving uh, some of the existing 
programs from system reform into other areas. Can you touch on right. that? Right. So uh, part of system reform were the quality rated subsidy grants, which were led by Tasia Harden. And so um, that initially began with ELC dollars just to figure out if we could even uh, implement some type of grant model for CAPS funding. And Tasia and her team have been highly successful, and now it's fully federal, federally funded with our CCDF. And so it just makes sense to move it to the CAPS program. So that will uh, be with the CAPS program now under Elizabeth Casper's lead, and Tasia is mm-hmm. still leading that project. So um, looking forward to continued success with those grants. And then the child care resource and referral technical assistance that we provide to child care programs as they go through quality rated. And that's really a professional development model. And so I've been wanting for a long time to align all of our professional professional development under pre-K and instructional support, which falls under Susan Adams, so that um, has also moved. So we will just make sure that all of the professional development that we offer in-house, out-of-house, um, it all aligns, and I think that's a good move as well. And I think everybody that's listening should know that we're all one big happy family right. under one Absolutely. roof, and we all work together. Uh, so depending on what your title is, you still have access and uh, interaction with just about everybody. Yeah, and Commissioner, just you know, one of your directives on research being under system reforms that research continue to be a departmental right. uh, mm. support. So across not just for one division, but across all departments. I heard her say that a few times <laughs> yes. in making that announcement. Well, so. you know, sometimes people <laughs> can just make assumptions that, oh, it's under system reform, it's all ours, because they do such a great job, <laughs> sure. and they are um, asked to do things on a daily basis, but... Uh, Randy Hudgens has assured me uh, that they will continue to be an agency-wide research division. That's great. Well, these are exciting days uh, for DECAL and system reform. And Bentley, I can't think of anybody uh, better uh, to lead the group. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, we hope to have you back and talk about some of the exciting things that are going on in system reform or TBD uh, (laughs) division. That's exciting. Thanks for being here. All right. Thank you. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, this is Heather Church. I'm a project manager with Decal Caps. And my big question is, what is your mission for the coming year? And how do you see us accomplishing that in the next five years? Where do you want us to be as a program five years from now? So, Heather, I have big plans for the CAPS program. Um, as I've talked about before, you know, the last two years have really been about transitioning transitioning the program from DFACS to DECAL, and now it's about transforming and reforming the program so that CAPS will be the number one subsidy program in the nation. And I think those are two major parts to that. One is providing ex- excellent customer service and customer relations to the families that we work with on a daily basis and um, getting them a scholarship as quickly as we can, but also working with families uh, to get the resources that they need so that they can be financially successful and stable and um, not need our CAPS program anymore. And I know that's a long-term goal, but I know that our CAPS team is ready to do it and they are energized. Time for the Decal Download Quiz. Your chance to enter a drawing for a prize. Just answer this question correctly. We draw from all the correct answers. Here's this week's question. Who has been named Director of Research for Decal? Who has been named Director of Research for DECAL? Answer the question correctly at DECAL Download at decal.ga.gov. We'll draw from all the correct answers. Good luck and thanks for playing. Thanks for tuning in to DECAL Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. 
Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs. <laughs>